Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Somebody say surge. Let's define what a surge is. A surge is a sudden, powerful, forward, upward movement that cannot be stopped. Somebody say surge. It is a forward and upward movement. A sudden galvanization of power that when it begins to flow, and I want you to listen to me with your ear today, the ear of your spirit, when the surge begins to flow, there is nothing that can stop it. Tell somebody, nothing can stop it. It is a gathering together. It is galvanizing of power. Y'all ever seen sometimes when a surge comes through the electrical grid and it blows people? TV's out, that's why they want you to have a surge suppressor. So if there is a sudden surge, the breaker will stop the surge from going to your appliance, therefore frying it up. Somebody, because guess what y'all, it cannot be stopped. Once the surge starts, it's gonna accomplish until the end of what it was created to do. Can't be stopped. Can't be stopped, tell somebody, it can't be stopped. And God was telling me when I got still and I got quiet and I got a little unbusy. He said, son, this is going to be a summer of surging. He said, before this summer is over, you are going to be so far ahead of where you were. You may not even recognize who and what you've become. God said that it scared me for a second because to yield to the surge means I lose control tell somebody lose your control can I tell you something that's the reason many of us are not as far as we want to be because we want to be at the wheel and let Jesus be at the wheel at the same time But just like that wave you see there, a good surfer waits for a wave like this, but when he knows, when he gets on it, he knows he's at the whim and the control of the wave. The only thing he can do is try to stay on top of it, try to stay up with the momentum. Somebody say momentum. I believe that God has started a momentum that cannot be stopped. Y'all, have y'all ever seen the effects of a tsunami? You know, a tsunami is just a wave 
You know, waves come in on the land all the time. But a tsunami is a wave that can't be stopped. And y'all know what starts a tsunami? It's interesting. I'm a nerd, so I study all kind of stuff. Nerds are in style nowadays. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Just like light-skinned people used to be in style. Nerds in style. This is, this is the age of the dark-skinned nerds. I'm getting up too. too. Y'all know I'm crazy. Don't pay me no attention. But y'all know how a tsunami starts. Waves don't just come out of nowhere. You know what happens? An earthquake on the ocean floor. Oh, y'all can't just listen to what I'm saying. You got to listen to what I'm saying behind what I'm saying. An earthquake starts on the ocean floor. Earthquakes that we don't even feel. Because y'all know the ocean is as deep as the sky is high. And the ocean, and the ocean floor has an earthquake. And the momentum, somebody say momentum. And the momentum of the earthquake is then transferred from the land to the water. Somebody say transfer. The momentum that is created by the earthquake is then transferred to the water. And then the momentum is built up in the water and, and, and it joins the momentum that the water already has. And what it does, the momentum or the surge, it doesn't create more water, it just increases the impact of what already exists. I want you to listen to me with your spirits today, people of God. Don't look for something new. Look for God to give momentum to what already exists. And just like a tsunami, see, the ocean is only supposed to go so far and the land is built such that Usually it, it, it slopes down to the ocean and so it's an upward gravitational resistance so that the ocean, the ocean kind of comes back. But when the momentum is so great from what started at the ocean floor and was transferred to the water, it is so great that even land can't stop it. That even gravity cannot stop it. Y'all ever seen footage from tsunamis? How it goes miles and miles inland? Water's not supposed to do that except there was extra momentum. And what God is saying, that the things that you have been trying to do on your own, people of God, I am sending a surge of my momentum. I am putting wind in your sails. I am putting extra strength in your hand. I am turning up the volume of your voice. Somebody say surge. He said, and this time when you do it, it's going to feel a little different coming out of you. This time when you speak, you're going to see things shift. This time when you put your hands to that business, it's going to blossom. This time when you step out on faith, you're going to step out on dry land. This time when you command the devil to flee, he's going to tuck tail and run. This time, when you find the thief, he's going to have to repay you seven times over. I want you to listen to me with your spirit. Somebody say, this time. 
because it's no longer me but it's Christ that lives inside that when I speak I've got heaven backing me up destroyed because of lack of knowledge heaven has always been backing up but if we don't pull on the knowledge that we know some of us we are speaking we are living we are moving we are trying to act and attain things from God's kingdom without exercising on the revelation that it is God's pleasure that we be blessed it is God's pleasure that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper and the reason that we don't get the help mute everything but me and brother Marcus The reason that we don't get the necessary help is because we are not pulling on the surge. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 115. We're going to be real quick. I'm going to explain two principles to you and we're going to go. Psalm 115. Verses 11 through 14. It says, ye that fear the Lord. Somebody say fear him. And trust in the Lord. He is their help. And he is their shield. Oh, come on. Let me unpack this just a second. Ye that fear the Lord. That's not I'm afraid he's going to kill me. It's that I reverence him. My life should be fragrance to him. Everything I do should be to please him. Everything that I do in my decision, my decision, see, I say it all the time. Worship is more than lifting our hands in a slow song. Your decisions are worship. Your life is worship. The things that you say, you do, your response to the vicissitudes of life is worship. Tell somebody, worship him spirit and truth he said and that's how we reverence him. that's how we fear him we don't fear him like he's going he's going to strike us down no 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 that's under the law that if we didn't do this he was going to do that no 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 we are under grace this is good pleasure he wants to bless you more than he wants to correct you now sometimes he has to correct us to bring us back in a place of positioning so that we can be blessable so sometimes he's got to let the, let the devil's hounds be sicked on you. Why? Not to, not to really harm you. Sometimes the good shepherd has to break the leg of the lamb to remind them that I would rather you be limping from this break than you get to be devoured by the wolf. So even in discipline, he's still good. Because he's bringing us back into alignment. Because he wants to bless us. And the only way he wants to bless his children is that we be in alignment. Somebody say alignment. alignment. Have to be in alignment with his will, his purpose. He has a divine will, but he also has permissive will. That means that you can go out there and smoke. You can go out there and eat pork tenderloin sandwiches every day. And then you say, oh, Lord, the devil gave me clogged arteries. The devil is alive. You are too. You did that. He has a permissive will. So if you want to do that, you're willing to do that. But don't blame that on the devil. Oh, he didn't do that. You did that. God has a permissive will. But he wishes above all that we prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers. Tell somebody, that's the will of the Father. That's the will of the Father. And in order to do that, God is such a good God. He, is, he, he, is, he has commissioned us. How many know that your giftings, how many are gifted in this place? How many of you are aware of your giftings and your talents and your purpose? If he's given it to you, that means he's commissioned you and your job is to leave this earth empty of your purpose. If you don't fulfill your purpose, I'm not going to say it was, a, it was a waste that you were here, 
but you didn't fulfill the full call and the reason you sit here. Do you realize do you realize the fact that you're here that you won the lottery? That there were millions of sperm that could have reached your mother's egg? And you were the one who won. Tell somebody, I'm a winner. Out of all the millions of sperm that was racing to get to the egg. Y'all like how I did that? Y'all don't see. All the millions of sperm that were racing to get to the egg. You were the one who won. And so it was a purpose for you being here. You could have been somebody else. But you were born with your, with, your, with your proclivities, with the way God created you, with your likes, your dislikes, your quirkiness. God gave you all that stuff because it's a specific thing that he designed for you to do. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. God used somebody young like Samuel when he first called him, and he used people, old people like Abraham. So everybody in this room, tell somebody it's applicable to you. God has called you and everything God has commissioned you to do he has also created a specific surge of favor anointing and effectiveness that only he can provide there is a super that God has designed for you specifically tailored for your natural that's not a note that I gave sister Heather back there but tell, tell somebody there is a super for my natural the note takers I would suggest you write that down that there is a super that is specifically designed for your natural. You have to understand, people of God, nobody else has your thumbprint. Nobody else has your eye signature. Nobody has, else has your vocal, your vocal signature. You are specifically and uniquely designed. The Word of God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are designer or original. There is nobody that's ever been you on this earth, and there is nobody that will ever be you after you leave here. You are specifically and specially designed by God. You are designers, original. You are priceless. You are valuable. And there is something that only you are designed and sent here to do. And with that, there is a specifically and tailored design, a surge of anointing. There is a specific super for your specific natural. So many times we've been admiring these people. Oh, I wish I could speak like him and I wish I could sing like her. And I wish I had the grace to do this. No, God said I've got a specific anointing for your specific giftings. Stop looking at other people's grass wishing you was over there eating it. God said I, where I planted you is where I plan to flourish you. Where, God said if you would just embrace where I had you, there is glory and there is anointing for you. Somebody lay your voice and say, God, I receive what you have for me. Where you have me planted. Paul said it like this. I've been a bound, I've been a, I've been a, a bound and I've been a base. Wherever I find myself, I'm going to, there in that place, I'm going to be content. Because God, you are ordering my steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. Yea, though he lead me the valley of the shadow of death how many of you feel like some, some of you some of you right now you feel like you're in the valley of the shadow of death guess what God led you there he led you there but you got to understand the prayer yea do I walk through it's not a destination it's a bridge it's the valley of the shadow of death. It may feel like my air is getting thin. 
it may feel like my heart is palpitating and, and it's about to jump out, but it's just a shadow. It's just a shadow. The devil goes about as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He ain't got teeth. He can't do nothing. He goes about as a roaring lion. Seeking who he may devour. He knows that he don't have the power, but just like a lion, most of the time many animals end up running into trouble because when the lion roars, they're so full of fear, they end up coming right to the place and he ain't got to chase him. He said, thank you for coming to me. As a roaring lion, can I tell you that when the surge get, kicks in, even the devil himself cannot stop you. God, I was supposed to read this scripture, wasn't it? Ye that fear the Lord and trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. Tell somebody, God, send help. The Lord have been mindful of us. Look, listen to this, y'all. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Look at this, y'all. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. Can we read that together? Let's read 14 together. Let's read it together. Why don't you read it go? The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. I want you to find somebody. Look them in the eye. If they ain't got faith in the eye, find somebody else. Come on, look them in the eye. Tell them this. We're going to say it again. One, two, three, go. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. That ain't Tony Jones' version. That's the bona fide word of God. I want you to say it one more time. Find somebody with faith and look them dead in the eye and tell them, neighbor, the Lord shall increase you more and more and more and more. You and your children. Tell somebody that's a surge. That's a surge. The Lord shall increase you more and more and more and more. Deep call upon to deep. Glory to glory. Level to level. Tell somebody you and your children. You and your nappy head kids. You and that drunk son. You and that prostitute daughter. You and your children. He's gonna do it more and more. What you see cannot compare to what you're about to see. predicated on those that fear him and those that trust him the surge of the blessing it's coming it's coming it's coming to those that trust him 
and those that fear him, those that honor him with their life and with their substance and with their energy and with their time. God said a surge is coming. And he shall increase you more and more. You and your children. Meaning this thing is generation. Oh, I gotta show you something. Somebody say exponential. God said, I am sending. God said, when I come, I don't deal in addition. God said, everything I touch multiplies. And I said, oh God. Oh God, I understand that. He said, remember when they gave me the, the, the fish and the loaves? After I, after I thanked the Father and I blessed it. Multiplication. Two fish. Five loaves. Two fish. Five loaves. Fed a multitude of 5,000. That's 5,000 men. Not to mention the women and the children that were with them. So it's safe to say about 15 to 20,000. Somebody say exponential. Exponential is a mathematical term. It's algebraic in its nature. It's a quicker way to multiply. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Do it. Put the one up there. See, there was a difference between nine times nine. Y'all got it? No, put the other one up. There's a difference between nine times nine and nine to the ninth power. Somebody say exponential. See, in mathematical terms, that little nine that's up above the other nine, that's called what, y'all? The exponent. Can we go back to school for a second? That's called the exponent. Mathematically mean that not only, see, nine times nine is gonna only give me 81. Everybody know, everybody know your math, don't you? Nine squared is nine times nine. Nine times nine is 81. Somebody say 81. But put the next one up. I'm gonna show you when exponentiality comes in. Nine times nine is 81. Nine times 81 is 729. Nine times 729 is 6061. Nine times 6561 is 59,049. Nine times 59,049 is 500,441. Nine times 500,441 is 4,782,969. Nine times 4,782,969 is, is 43,046,721. And nine times 43,046,721 is 387,420,000. 489. Somebody say exponential. Now go back to the first one, Sister Heather. Go back to the, would you want to live under this kind of blessing or this kind of blessing? God said, I'm about to exponentially serve and bless my people. The thing that you could not do before. God said, I am sending a surge of supernatural multiplication. You can grab it or not grab it. It's your business. But for me, I want the blessing of nine to the ninth power. 
Tell somebody beside you, God is about to exponentially. I know that's a big long word, but God is about to exponentially increase you more and more and more. You and your children. receive the word of the Lord. I'm about to move on. But when God is sealing prophetic revelation is a degree to which you see, receive a word to the rich it will be in your life. Somebody say I receive that word. I'm not saying it for me brother Robert. I'm confident I don't need no amen because the word of God will stand up by yourself, but I want you blessed. I want you to go from where you are, a place of lack, a place of struggle, to a place of provision and overflowing. And here's a word to people in this room. Stop figuring out, stop trying to figure out how God's gonna do it. Some of y'all so nosy That you're cutting off the flow. You got to know everything. Just know he gonna do it, silly. If you don't learn nothing else today, you need to learn that God shall increase you. More and more, you and your children. Tell somebody, I got that. See, Brother Doc, we got the ability in ourselves. God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. So because we're God-like in nature, we can multiply on our own. But, you know, it, you know it's, it's not at the supernatural pace. We got, with it, we, we, got, we got the natural ability to multiply because we're made like God. So I can do the 9 into 91. Jesus gave the parable where the, where the, where the, where the ruler gave it to, gave, it, gave, gave, the, uh, gave the, the, the little mites to, to, the, to, to the servants. And so we got the ability to multiply, but only God has the ability to exponentially. See, could it, could it be possible that we've been waiting on God's win? Well, God said, when you get started, let my momentum meet your momentum. Just like that tsunami. See, the ocean is always moving, but the, the, the tsunami supercharged the momentum of that was already in process. Could it be possible that God hasn't moved because you hadn't moved? That we're sitting here gazing to the sky like the disciples, waiting on him to come. No, no, the angel said, why sit here ye gazing? The same Jesus that left is coming back in like matter. And so our job is to occupy. Tell somebody occupy. Occupy means to do business for the kingdom of God. Your job is to move out. Oh, God said, and when you step out, he told Abraham, go to a place I'm going to show you. No GPS location, no destination, no landmarks. I just need you to go. Touch somebody, tell them go. God ain't like MapQuest. I need to know, I need to know everything. I need to plan my rest stops. No, no. God said, go. Go. Just go. And I 
provides you. That's stepping out in your faith. Somebody say exponential. It's one last thing I, would, I just, I just want to leave with you. I want you to turn with me to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. I'm going to get out of here in just a second. I'm going to do a little, a little synopsis. This is where the prophet Elijah came to a, to a widow woman. And her sons were taken. Her sons were taken, were about to be taken into slavery because she owed a debt. How many of you know what debt feels like? Come on, let's be honest. Come on, y'all. One part of it is identifying. Tell somebody, tell, 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 debt is this. And it's real. Tell them, but a surge is coming. Yes, sir. Surge is coming. Surge is coming. I'm going to go see you with just a little principle. I'm going to start at the, uh, at the fourth verse. Down there cried a certain woman, otherwise of the sons of the prophets, Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And a creditor is come to take him, my two sons, to be bondsmen. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? Tell somebody, what do you have in your house? She said, I ain't got much like, man, I told you I'm broke. But all I got, so I don't have anything in this house, house except just a little pot of oil. Just a little bit. This is what the prophet said. He said, good. Go and borrow the vessels from your neighbors. Empty vessels. And borrow not a few. Tell somebody, obedience is better than sacrifice. And y'all got to understand, she, you, know, you know how it is when we're in trouble, especially financially trouble. We don't want everybody knowing. Now, what if she would have responded with pride? They gonna think I'm crazy, gonna get their pots. They know I'm in trouble. They know they know my husband has died. Sometimes pride is blocking the flow of a surge. The prophet could have told her, say, hey. I want you to get everything together because God is about to start flowing with this oil you got. But guess what? That was a pride test, y'all. Are you willing to let other people sometimes know your business? Are you willing to take low, as my mama used to say? Sometimes you just got to take low. Tell somebody, say, take low. Somebody say, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. You better speak up. Because we have not, because what? We ask not. God said, God, I'm going to send help. But sometimes I'm going to send help in response to your request for help. And so, 5 says, so she went from him. Oh, he said, and then he said, come down in. And then 4 says, he told her, then shut the door. Somebody say, shut the door. After you get the vessels, shut the door. And thou shalt pour all, all, all this into the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and she shut the door upon her, her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. 
And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said to her, there is not any vessels left anymore. And the oil stayed. That's a whole other principle I'm not going to teach on. But then seven says, and then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go and sell the oil. Pay thy debt and live on the rest with your children. I want to leave these last things with you. I've got steps to receive your surge. Steps to receive your surge. First thing is to identify. Identify what's already in your house. You don't need nothing new. You don't need a new anointing. You don't need prophet buttermilk to come in and, and give you a mantle of something. Tell somebody it's already in your house. There's a gift, there's a talent, there's a skill, there's a calling. There is something in your house, man and woman of God, that God is going to use. Remember I said how the tsunami, it didn't create more water. It just gave more power to the water that existed. There is something already in your house. And what God says, what I need you to do to prepare for it, to initiate a surge, is to identify the thing that I put in you that I want to magnify its effectiveness. Somebody say identify the next thing the woman of God did, obeying the man of God, she created capacity. Somebody say capacity. You know what he, she did to create capacity? She created capacity by going getting all the vessels that she could. You know why? Because when they ran out of vessels, the oil stopped. Meaning that if they would have kept having vessels, the oil would have kept flowing. Somebody say capacity. It could be that God is not sending this surge of oil and anointing. It's because God already sees that we're full. And God is, not, God is not a God that likes waste. He don't want anything to waste to the ground. So rather than give you something that's going to be a burden to you, God, God see, see, the blessing of the Lord make you rich and ask no sorrow. Could it be some of the things we've been asking for? God has not granted our petition because he realizes that we don't have the capacity to receive. That if I gave you the husband, you'd be a shipwreck. That if I made you debt free, you haven't changed your habits. And so a year from now, you're going to be back in it. Somebody say capacity. That if I healed your body, you go out there and wrecking your organs again by eating and doing everything that you know to do. Somebody say capacity. See, it's quite simple, people, God. God gives good, give, good gifts to good managers. Whoa, that was worth the trip. He pours blessings to people who are going to manage it correctly. And if he sees that you're going to abuse, if you're going to hoard, if you're going to sit and not do anything for his kingdom, why, oh why, should the Lord bless you? The kingdom of God is not a charity. It's a kingdom. And the kingdom has an agenda. And the agenda of the kingdom is to progress forward. And if what you're asking for doesn't have a kingdom attachment to it to advance the kingdom, why or oh why would the Lord bless you? Y'all, this is good teaching. So if we've got a kingdom focus, if God wants his kingdom, y'all, let's, let's, let's sit down and make sense just a second. We'll let you out in a second. If God wants his kingdom advanced in the way that he's going to advance his kingdom is through us. If we ask something according to his will that's going to advance his kingdom, it is in his vested interest to bless you. 
But if we're asking just to get out of relief, if we're asking just so we can have a long house for pride's sake, why would he bless you? We can't trick God, y'all. And so God is going to send a, uh, send a surge where he sees his purpose being fulfilled. The, set, the third thing that she did, she prepared. Somebody say prepare. How many know that God has called you for great things? The question is, have you prepared for the greatness that God, are you prepared for where you are, for where you're going? She prepared by getting pots. And look what, y'all. Not only did she prepare, she prepared in private. She shut the door. She shut the door. Tell somebody, shut the door. You don't even let everybody know your business that God has called me to this and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be on the stage and do this. Sometimes we tell too much of our business. I believe that public victory is born in private preparation. In your prayer closet where nobody sees. Well, you're studying like Paul told Timothy to show yourself approved. See, everybody likes to see the grand anointing, but nobody knows the price that people are paying in private to be a public success. While I was gone, Steph Curry got the richest contract of any, of any athlete. The boy getting 40 point something million dollars a year. Let me put you, let, let me tell you what this compares to. Michael Jordan only received the greatest player ever. He only, his whole career, he only received 91 million. The greatest player ever. Jumpman. He only received 91 million for playing. He's gonna get 40 million for one year. But you know what? His private preparation made him worthy to receive 201 million dollars in five years. So your public victory is born in your private preparation. That also was worth the whole trip over here. So what are you doing in private? I know y'all ain't shouting no more because I'm putting the accountability. See, I would be irresponsible as a preacher to get you all excited about the surge coming if, if I don't teach you and let you know that you've got a part to play. Don't waste the momentum that God is about to send, y'all. Maximize the moment. Maximize the momentum. Maximize the surge that God is about to send by preparing by creating capacity, by identifying, and the last thing she began to do was to pour. The anointing that God is filling us with is no good, people of God, if we don't pour. God has sent it to you to flow it through you. Everybody standing. Somebody lift your hands. Can you receive this word today? Has anybody been impacted by this word today? Somebody lift your hands and say, God, I receive your word. Come on, begin to worship him and thank him for the surge that is coming to your life. Come on, come on, come on. Begin to audibly thank him. Come on, lift it in this room. God, we thank you. That in our frail existence, in our own weak abilities, God, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. God, we thank you 
that you are about to send help from the sanctuary. We thank you right now. That you are about to send supernatural power to our frail existence right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that right now, Lord, we are no longer satisfied with where we are. That you've called us to higher heights, to deeper depths. God, some of us, we are blowing oxygen into the fire to rekindle the flames of our vision and our giftings. Because this time you're sending a surge to us, God. God, we thank you. We bless you. And we receive this word today. We receive the anointing that is about to bombard our lives, God. Lord, it may come at inconvenience. It may mean we have to wake up in the middle of the night, God. It may mean that the anointing people are going to pull on us at times of inconvenience. But God, we've got to get what you put in us out of us. Somebody say, I got to get it out. Come on, tell the Lord again. Say, God, Lord, I've got to get it out. So Lord, we yield to you, Lord, what you've blessed us with. These gifts, these talents, this truth that we hold in these earthen vessels, Lord, we give them to you. And we thank you that right now, God, you are blessing us with all spiritual gifts. All things that pertain to life and godliness, God, you are sending to your people right now. Thank you, Lord, that provision and strength and faith, God. Don't let our faith fail. Lord, we're going to get frustrated sometimes and God, fear may try to overtake us. But Lord, don't let our faith fail. Because Lord, it is through faith that we're going to please you. It is through faith that we're going to obtain the good thing that you have given us. So right now in Jesus' name, come on, lift your hands. Lord, I pray over these, your people. And I pray a special blessing over everything that pertains to their lives right now, God. Lord, every vision, God. Lord, defibrillate it. God, bring it back to life right now. Every dream, every vision, everything, Lord, that they have ever, that you've ever placed in their heart. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are breathing life into dead things right now. Even the same way that the prophet laid on that dead boy, that the promise of that mother got a headache and died. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that you are breathing life into these dead visions, God. We thank you, Lord, that our vision is about to cough and wake back up. Right now in Jesus' name. Come on, thank him right now that life is coming back. Come on, come on, clap those hands. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message. And we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.